Hi, I'm Chantal Preston. Welcome to In The Mirror podcast, where I'll be having conversations with people in the top music labels and agencies reflecting on their journey in the music industry. Today on In The Mirror, we're speaking with Canadian singer-songwriter Kaya. Kaya's flawless voice, impeccable timing, her mature and professional mentality is so inspiring as a young 14-year-old aspiring musician. Kaya's hard work and preparation gives her the ability to truly have fun, have confidence in herself, and tell her best story with her music. She also talks about her new song, Speak Out, and upcoming performances, including an online concert, Kaya Live, and a 10-city tour with the Women's Universal Network. Kaya is vibrant, dedicated, professional, fun, and impressive. I'm so excited for more people to get to know her. It is my pleasure to introduce Kaya. So you're 14 years old. I am, yes. Yes, you're the youngest guest I've had on the podcast. So that's interesting. Yeah, you don't seem, for 14, you seem so mature for your age. Oh, thank you. get that a lot? I do, yes. I don't know, maybe it's because I've been around older musicians a lot of the time. Cool. Um, But yeah, I have been told that. (laughs) Girls mature faster too, right? So that's also true. (laughs) Nice, nice. So how old were you when you started music? So I, I sort of decided that I wanted to do music seriously when I met my vocal coach at nine and a half. Wow. And then when I got on my first big stage with Brett Kissel at 10, that only sort of reinforced things. And I was like, okay, now I really know the impact that my music can make. And I want to do this. Holy shit. (laughs) Good for you at 10 years old. I personally didn't start doing music or writing music till I was like older than you. So you're way ahead of the game here. (laughs) That's cool. So you had the opportunity with Brett Kessel at 10. When did you have the realization? Like, did you start singing first? Did you start playing an instrument? Like what was the thing that happened first for you? Yeah, I started sort of, I'm, at, I'm actually at my piano right now because nice. where I feel most comfortable. But um, I started playing piano when I was about seven and when it was just kind of like an after school thing. And then actually it was my grade four music teacher who came up to my parents and said, do you know your kid has perfect really? pitch? And oh. they're like, no, we're, we just put her in piano lessons. So she offered to teach um, me for a couple of years. So she taught me voice and piano. And then eventually... She said, I don't think I can teach you anymore. So we found my current vocal coach, Brian Farrell, who has coached Lindsay L., Sarah McLaughlin, Paul Brandt, Ragif. And that's kind of how I got really divulged into the whole music. The wow. Music thing. Yeah. So your, your teacher came to your parents and your, they made your parents aware of you just had a lot of talent in that area of music. Wow. Yeah. Did they really push you towards music? Like, did they start you in the piano lessons or was that your idea? So my parents have always been so, so supportive of me because, I mean, neither one of them are in music. I call them my pandemic parents because my mom's an <laughs> ER doctor and my dad's an okay. air rescue pilot. Okay. Um, but, so, but they've always been so supportive of me in whatever I wanted to do. So I wanted to try a piano when I was younger. And okay. my music teacher was like, I think you should get her starting more voice as well. So we did that. And then I found Brian Farrell. And they've always just been so supportive along the way in my family. They're my number yeah. one system. <laughs> Holy moly. So for four years now, you've been pretty much doing music. How did you improve so fast in four years? I sort of have these principles that, I mean, I've sort of gathered them along the four years that they keep me grounded. 
And mm-hmm. the first one is to work hard because when you work hard and you prepare hard, then when you're on stage, you're allowed to have fun and everything. And I do a song at least 50 times before I actually perform it on stage so that I know it inside out backwards, like the back of my hand. Yeah. So I have room to play around and everything. So I think really for me, it's been just my continuous love of music and working hard has been kind of the thing that's sort of helped me improve. Wow. You can always get better, right? Life is full of learning. So I'm always Wow. <laughs> Yeah, I know that makes a lot of sense now that you practiced so much because to me, it seems like you're a very natural performer, but at the same time, it's because you put in the work, your timing, like what was that one song and Nina Simone cover you did? I was like, wow, the timing, timing is everything when it comes to music bands or even just Mm -hmm. by yourself at the piano. And I noticed one of the things about you is your timing was like on peak. Do you ever practice with a metronome? I think... I do need a metronome sometimes because I can speed up or slow down. I think I still have to work on, I'm trying to learn guitar right now. And it's the timing for that means playing and singing is so, it's different. It's two different worlds. But for piano and singing, it kind of came more naturally to put them together. But of course, I have to use a metronome. Certain songs just screw my brain up at points. No, good for you. Because yeah, I had someone offer that to me say, you know, you should practice the metronome. That will help you with your timing. So good for you. That's awesome. Thank you. <laughs> so when did you start writing music? I started writing music shortly after I went to Brian, which was, hmm, I'm, I think I was 10 when I wrote my first song. And it was because my step-grandmother had been diagnosed with cancer. And I wanted to write a song to express how I was feeling to her and tell her that I believed in her and everything. And that really meant a lot. When I let my words out into music and sort of put it down on paper, it felt so gratifying and it really made a difference to her and my grandfather. So that's sort of how I got into it. And then I started writing more and more and more and then just kept writing. Some songs have been super bad and some have been like my favorites, (laughs) my favorites. So it's just, it's been a learning experience, but it's Yeah, I started when I was 10. That was the first time. That's the first time. Yeah. And you've been trying to keep up with writing. I saw you have a song out right now. I do. Yes. Yeah. I wrote Speak Out a couple of years ago and it was actually from a dream, believe it or not. And it's something I don't normally write from. And it was two people I didn't know who felt something for each other, but were kind of afraid of what the answer would be that they'd get back from each other. So... I wrote it and then I edited it over the couple of years and I found a version that I really loved. And then my producer, my current producer, Justin Cutting, reached out and was like, hey, you want to look at some songs? So I said, sure. And I had no idea what the recording process would be like because, well, I'd never done it before. And all I knew was that I was super excited. So um, Justin linked me up with with my other producer, Spencer Cheen. And we chose Speak Out because of the message and how much it resonated with me and for everyone I'd played it for. So we went into OCL Studios, which is a award-winning studio just outside of Calgary. And the first session was sort of like, okay, what instruments do I want to have in this? What feeling do you want to give people? This is your first song. So what what impact do you want to make? What, What do you want to say? So that was the first session. And then the second session was the lead vocals. So... Everything you hear that stands out, the verse, the chorus. And then the third session was the harmony vocals. So all of the 
the vocals, like the what will you say, what will you say, that was all me. And it was so cool because I'd always wanted to sort of be my own choir. <laughs> and <laughs> so we sort of finished that when COVID restrictions had lifted in the summer and then released it in December. And it was remarkable. I was so, so humbled by all of the responses I get, I got and I'm still getting about how much it meant to people, how much the words resonated. And that's cool. exactly what I wanted because that's, I just want people to be able to feel things. You they know? just want to feel the music. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> the energy, the vibe. Cool. Was that one of the first times you were in the studio or you've been in the studio before? That was the first time I'd ever gotten in the studio. So it was an eye-opening experience, but I certainly, I loved learning about the process and just what I can do to make my music more impactful. I just love that. It was so much fun. Were you nervous going in for the first time? Oh yeah. I was like (laughs) terrified. I was walking and my legs were shaking. I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't know. But it was... It was fun. Me and the guys, we've really gotten to know each other over the past couple of years because Justin is Brett Kissel's bassist and Spencer okay. is Brett Kissel's drummer. So I've sang with the band a couple of times. So we've kind of all gotten to know each other and gotten comfortable with each other. And they let me have an input, which means a lot too, especially being a younger musician. So yeah. yeah. You've had a lot of opportunities. I saw also you did a workshop, I guess, when you were younger with Lindsay L as well. I did. Yeah. Was that on songwriting? That was, yes. It was yeah. with Lindsay L and Adam Roa. And I came along a lot with, ah, I came out with a lot of <laughs> awesome songwriting tips. So that was a really awesome experience. And I was so honored to be chosen for it. It was so fun. Oh, cool. You had to get chosen for it. Was that in Nashville as well, by the way? It was an online thing. So there were people from all over the place. It was, it was really cool. Cool. And you did that a few times because I saw in the one picture you were a little bit younger, right? <laughs> yeah, so I actually, I met Lindsay L at a Christmas function back when I was really young, and we had the same sparkly shoes. It's now my sort of trademark thing, <laughs> so she inspired that, and then, yeah, so I had, yes, I've met Lindsay a couple of times. She's a super, super cool human being and certainly talented. She's amazing. That's fantastic that you've had all these crazy opportunities. I'm so honored, especially at such a young age. It's I'm so lucky and grateful for it all. Yeah. So also too, like in your opinion, what has helped you have the confidence when you step on stage? How many how many times would you say you've stepped on stage being 14? <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, if it's the physical or in the virtual stage, over COVID, I've been able to have some virtual experiences, which was super cool with the, all of the fancy equipment we have <laughs> um, here. My dad helped me out. He's sort of the roadie guy. Oh, that's my piano. Uh, so <laughs> I think I've never actually kept track, but it has to be over 50 now because I have a little open mic once every month, which is 12 months. And then the, all of the larger opportunities in between. So it has to be at least 50 to 75 by now, which is pretty cool. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, tell me a little bit about the the virtual performances. You've done some with the pandemic and you have one coming up, right? I do. Yes. Yeah. So I think virtual performing has definitely been an, a, a huge adjustment. I mean, I'm sure you can understand. I, I miss performing live. I miss that connection. Yeah. But I think what's so cool about the online thing is when you're in a physical space, even the most largest of stadiums can only have a certain amount of people. Whereas with the whole virtual re- virtual vibe, 
you can reach every corner of the world. Like Speak Out had streams in Japan and Australia and Switzerland. Half of my Instagram following is from South America, which wow. is unreal. And in terms of virtual performing, I mean, we're able to do this right now. I think you're out east and I'm over here in Calgary. So the fact that we're able to do this is so cool. And <laughs> I was able to perform for the Olympic medalist Michelle Cameron Coulter's Inspiring Possibilities Summit, um, the Women of Inspiration Awards for Universal Women's Network. I'm actually going, I'm going to be a part of a 10-city roadshow with them in the fall. And then with Brian Shulman, who is one of the top 50 LinkedIn influencers out of 760 million users. And the Olympic gold medalist Haley Wickenheiser, who is a Canadian icon, her Wickfest I got to do online as well. And so those are just some experiences I've had online, which I've been so, so grateful for. And you did mention that I had something coming up. So I will talk about that a bit because yeah. I'm super excited for it. <laughs> um, on May 1st, I'm going to be hosting an online concert. It's going to be free on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, LinkedIn, anywhere you can stream live. And it's going to be called Kaya Live. So we're going to stream it out of Production World, which is a space, space in Edmonton. And it's most famously known for Brett Kissel holding his CCMA after party there when he won that large amount of CCMAs. Um, and I'm going to have the support of, well, Brett himself, Haley Wickenheiser, and Brett's band, who have, they've all won Junos and CCMAs. So it's so, I'm so humbled to be in their company. And also Sam Colson, who's played, he's, the, he's a guitarist and he's played for Journey in Asia. So to have their support behind this concert is, it's just so, I'm so grateful for that. And yeah. the real goal of this is to spread some light and some love using the power of music and the power of the internet. Because as I said, my parents are both frontline workers and I wanted to give back to all of the healthcare professionals, the frontline workers, the patients and families who have suffered with COVID-19 and just everybody who has suffered mentally from quarantining mm -hmm. and just the effects that it's had on the world and i just want to bring some light even if it's just for an hour or two to people's mm -hmm. homes so that's oh, what that's I'm a great to do. cause yeah 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 there's something in here about a, a 10 city tour as well yes so the universal women's network is a it's an organization that's tried to put women into the spotlight and the men who support her and they're going on a 10 city roadshow tour in the fall and they they've asked me to be a part of it so graciously so i'm going to be performing which is super super exciting i'm just excited to perform live again so oh yeah oh yeah. for sure yeah compared to the virtual performances it's at least you still get to do it but it's totally. not quite the same right exactly yeah <laughs> there's that connection right yeah exactly what's some advice that you would give other 14 year olds or even younger people that are just starting out in music that are around your age. Yeah. What kind of advice would you give them? Mich musicians that I really respect and admire. And I've kind of pieced it all together into three core things and they all sort of tie into each other. So advice I would give to young musicians is to work hard, as I said earlier, because mm -hmm. um, when you work hard and you've prepared, then you're able to get on stage and just enjoy it because anything can happen. And no matter what happens on the stage, you can tell the story like it was Wickfest in 2019 and a balloon fell on the stage and I whacked it away and then <laughs> so, because I was that prepared and I was able to tell a story, which is the second thing, because 
it's not really about the artist. It's about the music you're sharing. We're, we're sort of just a vessel to share, to share a message or to share a feeling. So if you're able to tell that story, that's amazing. And the third thing is actually a quote that I love, which is be fearless in the pursuit of what sets your soul on fire. And fearless is doing it despite the nerves. But mm. when you've worked hard, there's less fear in fearless. And you just got to jump right in with two feet kind of thing. So yeah. be fearless in the pursuit of what sets your soul <laughs> on fire. If you really love music, work hard and tell a story. Those are my but you also, you also have to have a burning desire is maybe a little bit what you're yes. saying too. Like, exactly. you know, nothing, no one's going to do it for you unless you really want to do it, then you'll put in the practice and something some friends of mine always told me was um, whether I was taking lessons or, or what else is that playing on stage and doing gigs is worth three times more practice than sitting in your room. Because like you just yes. said about the balloon, like if, if you so didn't true. practice enough and you had a balloon coming your way, you might, you know, skip a, skip a chord to whack it away. But because you knew the song so well, you had that. And maybe that ties into my question I asked earlier about confidence oh, is yeah. you practice so much that you know it inside out. Um, totally. And, I mean, <laughs> even when that happened on the stage, I knew exactly where I was coming back in and I was nice. right back into the zone. So, That's awesome. Oh, I love that. <laughs> Good for you. Um, this, is, this is maybe a tough question, but I feel like you can answer it pretty well because you're just so mature for your age. Like uh, all kudos to you, girl. Yeah. Where, where do you see yourself in five years? Have you been asked that question before? <laughs> I, ha- I have. Nice. Okay. <laughs> so in five years, how old would I be? I'd be 19? almost 20. Yeah. Oh my gosh. My, my long-term goal is just to be able to share music because it's what I want to do and it's what I love is to be able to make people feel something and make them feel like they're at home with the music that I can share or that it's just four minutes that they can lose their self in the song. But in terms of material goals, in five years, I want to just be performing, whether it's on larger stages or smaller stages. Music is what I want to do until, I, until I'm like 100. Yeah. I, so, <laughs> I mean, ideally, I'd love to be, I'd love to start becoming successful with my music. But that's, that's a secondary thing to just being able to, to share the music that I write and be able to share my own version of other people's music just to to make people feel things. I just, I yeah. just really want to spread love and light. That's, that's my, <laughs> that's my long-term goal. Oh, that's so humbling. Yeah. Oh. You obviously love uh, performing. That's like your favorite thing, I think. Yeah, it totally <laughs> so, is. Yeah. Do you see yourself releasing an EP or releasing an album? Like you just want to release your own music. It's funny you say that because I don't want to say anything. I don't want to spill anything. Cause I will, I will say, Oh, <laughs> I am I am back in the studio, which is super exciting. And there's talks of releasing song more songs and more EPs, and not more EPs and an EP. But I won't get into the details because I will literally spill everything. <laughs> um, so yeah, I do see myself releasing more music digitally and then performing it, which would be liter- It would be a dream. Yeah. 
(laughs) I mean, you've come this far in four years. So I'm sure in the next four or five years, if you work hard, you can get anywhere that, you know, your heart desires. So I'm a just big believer in goals because I find there's something special about writing something down than just thinking about it. And when you think of something, it's easily forgettable. But when you write something down, it'll tend to happen for you more than if you just kind of think about it. Looking in the mirror on your journey so far, what's a significant action or change that you think that helped you with where you are today? Okay, so this is less of an action or change and more of kind of a situation I was in, but certainly helped frame my future. And this might seem surprising, especially to people who have heard me sing. Like I said, I performed for thousands of people and at the Jack Singer Concert Hall and the Bella Theater, but... A really defining moment for me was performing for my friends, my peers, and my teachers at my school. And I think it was just the fact that I was afraid subconsciously I wouldn't have a place anymore. But as I said, you got to be fearless in the pursuit of what sets your soul on fire. So despite literally every part of my body shaking, I walked up to the keyboard and I I was prepared. So I sang my song. And it was so gratifying after the fact because if I could sing for people who really mattered to me, then I could sing for the Queen of England. Um, (laughs) You can sing for strangers and because the people that are the closest to you are the people that really matter. Oh, that's special. Yeah. So that sort of, that helped me lead to some confidence. Like I mentioned earlier when I was singing with Brad Kissel and his band, because I had never done that before. I'd never sang with a full band. And those firsts got me confidence when I began to sing for more people who mattered to me, like those guys have all won amazing accolades. So they certainly mattered. And (laughs) then that led to when I was asked to sing for Wickfest in person, two shows in Calgary, four songs, and then actually headline a show in Surrey, BC. It was just me, 12 songs. And I actually got to put some originals in there, which was crazy. And it was amazing that with these people I had just met, it felt like through the power of music, we had known each other for a lifetime. And that's the amazing thing about music is there's that connection because I'm actually quite a shy person off stage. But when I'm on stage, my words have meaning and it, invi- it I allow myself to express myself and therefore I invite other people to express themselves as well. So if I hadn't done that talent show, I wouldn't have been able to do Brett Kissel with the, as much confidence as I did and then the headlining the show in Surrey and that all leads to the fact that I'm going to be headlining a show May 1st with a band behind me. So that <laughs> was a really defining moment for me in my music career. Oh wow, congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> well thank you so much for talking to me and it was great getting to know you and hearing your stories. So kayasmusic.com Yeah, check out the website absolutely. Thank you to my guest, Kaya, for that amazing conversation. I want to emphasize the importance of being fearless, working hard, practicing, and of course, telling a story. Whether or not you are an artist, you can learn something from Kaya. Not only is she an impressive person at such a young age, but she is also one of the most talented and focused upcoming singers you'll hear. Tune into Kaya's Live on May 1st, Kaya's online concert being streamed on all virtual platforms, including YouTube, and see this talented beauty in action. Most importantly, something that stood out to me in today's episode is to be fearless in the pursuit of what sets your soul on fire. 
If you have a moment to give the podcast a rating, a comment of what you think of the podcast so far, and hit subscribe to hear more episodes. I'm Chantal Preston. You're listening to In the Mirror, and we'll see you next time.